Do you have something you treasure that has been passed down to you through your family? Something that means a lot to you because of the person that gave it to you. This is Thursday, April 27th. Walking the Camino in Spain this week with Sandy and two friends, I'm wearing around my neck a chain that has a Jerusalem cross that belonged to my mom, along with a Spanish coin she loved to wear, and also a logo charm from an MG car, my brother's project car that he loved to work on. Now, I've never worn jewelry, much to speak of, except for a wedding ring, but I began wearing the cross after my mom died and added the MG logo when my brother died a couple of years ago. Now, I'm also not very sentimental with regard to such things, but I know that both my mom and my brother would love this pilgrimage trail. I really wish I had them along. My mom was the consummate adventurer, and my brother loved meeting new people. Each day, there's been quite a crowd of pilgrims walking to Santiago with us. Today, we met a church group from Indonesia, and also people from Holland and Germany, and a few people from Latin America. As we continue our discussion about our vision, we consider what it means to respond to God's invitation, walk with me. We've learned how this walk is first with God in Christ. Jesus is our teacher, and as we follow him, we come to learn his ways, absorbing life in the Spirit. Here's our scripture passage for today. This is John chapter 14, verse 12 to 17, and verse 34 to 35. When Jesus had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. A new commandment I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Now these teachings come from the evening when Jesus shared the Passover with his disciples in the upper room the rented space arranged for them in Jerusalem. The teachings from that evening form the foundation of instruction on the life of a disciple. And notice what Jesus tells them first. First, they're to live by his example. They have observed his ministry and life, and now they are to live what they have learned. Jesus had just washed their feet, and no doubt this was a shocking moment for the disciples. Foot washing was only fit for slaves to perform. It was considered the lowliest of chores. But Jesus, their master and Lord, had washed their feet before they ate dinner. He didn't do this to make a point, but out of love for them. Because though he was their master, he also made himself their servant. Now, no Jewish man would have done this for his friends, much less a rabbi for his students. Then he explained to his disciples that they were to follow his example and serve each other 
as he had served them. This is the way of discipleship. They were to do just as he had done. Now later during the meal, he also commanded them to love each other. That night, Jesus would be betrayed, arrested, put through a mockery of a trial, and the next day he would be crucified. He did not leave them them a physical keepsake, something to remember him by. Instead, he left to them a life that is a life together. Yes, the call to come and follow Jesus, to walk with Jesus, involves walking together with others. There's no walking with God without a walking together in community with our brothers and sisters. Now, our temptation is to turn our faith into a Jesus and me experience. But Jesus never calls us to that. This is not what he left with his disciples. He left them a new community, a new family, a life together. You see, walk with me is not only the call to walk with God, but also to walk in community with those that belong to Christ. Jesus went so far as to say that our love for each other other and the way we walk together would reveal to the world that we are his disciples, his followers. Now, as we come into life in the church, our bond together is found in Jesus, the one who has loved us and redeemed us. When we say, walk with me, we are repeating God's invitation to enjoy fellowship with him and at the same time to join with us in the sharing of our lives. And this is what Jesus has left with us, his new command. Now, today on our pilgrimage, we had our shortest walk thus far. Each day, we typically walk between 10 and 15 miles. Today, we passed by an ancient guest house built over 500 years ago and still operating. Its purpose from the beginning has been to serve travelers along the way, passing it, I couldn't help but think of the generations of believers, people walking with God who had passed by. Now, of course, we know that going on pilgrimage doesn't earn us favor with God. We've received God's grace in its fullness through what Jesus has done on our behalf. Instead, the walk becomes a reminder of all that we have been given in Christ. I remembered that as I shared breakfast with a priest from Indonesia, a brother that I had the privilege of first meeting today. I pray that we come to learn what it means to walk together as followers of Jesus in our city, in the city of Miami, that we come to appreciate what we've been given by Jesus. Let's pray. Help us, Father, to see what we have been given, the opportunity in Christ to be a community in him. Teach us to walk together, to share our lives with each other, to support each other, and to grow together. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.